Hey everyone, before we hop into this week's episode, I wanted to make an announcement that we now have self-love merchandise for the podcast. I am so excited for you all to see it. There is a special link in the bio of the podcast Instagram that gets you free shipping off your order and as well as 15% off any orders over $75. So if you go to our Instagram, instagram.com slash it's okay to love yourself, check that link in the bio and check out our new self-love shirts, sweatshirts. We got a coffee mug, a mask you can use, um, and they're all heart-shaped, a special campaign for Valentine's Day. I hope that you love them. And yeah, can't wait to see what you guys think. Here's this week's episode. Hello, and welcome back to It's Okay to Love Yourself. My name is Catherine, and today is February 12th. It's a couple days before Valentine's Day, and... I thought that this would be a good opportunity to really dedicate this episode to how I have recently been practicing self-love. I wanted to share three of things that I do that help me stay really grounded in this sense of worthiness and practicing these three rituals, habits, you know, whatever you want to call it, has really made such a big impact in my life and helps me not only day-to-day just ensure that I'm in the right headspace and the right mindset, it also really helps when something outside of myself happens that is out of my control, that, you know, rocks me out of my balance a little bit. It is so, so helpful to have these strategies to come back to. Really, like, again, just ground myself within this energy of love and care, knowing that I have the power no matter what's going on outside of me, no matter what someone says to me, no matter, you know, what may happen to me, I have that power to come back to myself and help myself through those difficult moments that that may arise just because, you know, life. These three things are things that I do regularly to help me stay in control as much as I can, and especially regarding my own thoughts. I've talked about this plenty of times on this podcast, but but one of the things about self-love and self-care is that it's all unique to us because we are all unique. And so what may feel good to me may not feel good to you. And there's totally space and room for you to try different things on and, you know, listen to my story and the story of other folks on this podcast, the stories and tips from people all over the internet. There's so much information out there these days. Um, 
so I just want to encourage you to make make things your own. That way you feel more connected to what you're doing. I find, you know, when I was early on in my self-love journey, it was one of those things that I knew I was missing, right? I knew I was missing self-love. I knew that I did not feel worthy and deserving. And I knew that there was something missing. And I would read other people's stories and, you know, research how they helped themselves get to that place where they felt more confident and more integrated and authentic. And there were times where I set out to try to just copy exactly what they did and take exactly what they did and you know, go through those same, same steps. And really, I was approaching it from such a logical, left-brained approach of, okay, these were the steps. If I do those same exact steps, that means I must get this outcome that this other person got. And what I found was that, you know, it doesn't always work. And it, for me, it didn't work at all. <laughs> um, I, you can't, in my opinion, you, with this, with these things, with self-love and self-care, this is not just like a growth hacking strategy or a recipe you can Google and find and then copy verbatim and follow step by step. And, you know, I can't sit here and guarantee, like, if you do these same exact things, your life is going to change. You're going to feel more secure and worthy and all these things, right? It's not, it's not that straightforward because when it comes to our own relationships with ourselves and learning about ourselves, learning what we like, what self-love means to us, no one can give us those answers. It's, it's only ourselves that know what is right for us. And so I want to encourage you, if you've been trying different things, if you are early on your journey and you're feeling like you've tried a bunch of different things and you're still not seeing the shift that you want to see happen, keep going. Keep trying different things. It is not meant to be an overnight success story, unfortunately. (laughs) I, I know it's tempting to want instant gratification, but these things take time and that is part of the fun of it too is that everything you try whether it works or whether it doesn't it's all information for you to collect and to learn from okay so <laughs> let's get into the first little habit or and ritual that i that I do to connect to self-love and to bring more self-love into my life. So I, for the past few months, have been working towards meditating every day. I have been a regular meditator for, I'd say, the past year and dabbled in it before that. 
on and off for for years. It was something I was aware was helpful to me and I liked how I felt after when I was able to relax enough and be still enough. <laughs> and I say this because it, it I want to highlight this this has been years of me knowing that this is a thing that can be helpful that I enjoy and yet it's so difficult to to really get into it and get to the place where you are comfortable with just being and your thoughts you know just drift in and out of your mind this specific practice is part of meditation in in that it's more on the visualization side of things so for me one thing i like to do when I am sitting in in stillness or um, even honestly this thought I try to bring this into my mind at certain points during the day whenever I'm sort of faced with a choice or I'm weighing different options and what I visualize is it might seem kind of silly, and I'm going to give you a couple different examples. Um, but I visualize, like, me, how I would treat something or someone that I deeply love. So before, you know, my my family dog <laughs> passed away in December, I used to think about, you know, how much I loved him and like what I would do to make sure that he is healthy and happy, right? So like um, when I'm home, when I was home, like going on, taking him on a walk to, to see him get to walk outside and enjoy the fresh air and sniff everything and getting him a treat <laughs> when he's good and jittery butterfly, right? Like in my chest and in my heart, like allow yourself to connect and to feel that flutter and that love that you carry for that person or pet or whoever. Uh, but it was honestly a moment, I think I started doing this maybe four or six months ago. And truly it it has been so profound that it's something, again, that I bring to my consciousness now at least a couple times a week, you know, thinking like, if I, how would I act towards myself? What would I do? How would I talk to myself? What would I gift myself if I thought of myself in the same way? And really, you know, what, and for me, I'll give you some examples. Um, so like I am right now in the midst of practicing intuitive eating and really unlearning for, for months now, unlearning and detaching from diet culture and from all of these food rules that I have created and imposed on myself for four years. And with intuitive eating, that question of, you know, what would I eat 
you know, what, and, and, you know, thinking about it, I'm not a parent, but, you know, if I had a pet of my own, I would want to find the best, most nutritious, delicious food that they loved and was good for them and made them feel good, right? So that is sort of the mindset that I am taking now with myself and using that as my North Star. So that's just on, you know, what, you know, eating and nutrition and all these things, but you can apply that same concept to other parts of your life, right? Like, let's take a job for an example. Um, And I'll use myself, my own experience, right? Like when I was in a job a few years ago, that was incredibly stressful. I was always working. Everyone in my life, they could see how negatively this was impacting me and my quality of life, but I couldn't see it. I wasn't regularly checking in with myself and asking myself, how are you doing? Are you doing okay? Other people were doing that to me. I had a therapist. I had friends. I had, you know, all these people in my life who would ask me those questions, but I wasn't asking myself those questions. But using the same approach, right? Like if I, <laughs> if I was outside of myself in that moment, and this was my best friend or sister or whoever, I would want that. I would want her to recognize that she had the power to change her situation and to care about herself and to use how stressed she was and how how the job was having these impacts on other parts of her life, I would want her to examine that and to make choices to support her well-being and her peace of mind above all else. So questions you might ask yourself are like, if, if I came to my friend, partner, family member, whoever, and said, I'm having, you know, I'm, I'm really unhappy in my job. Ask yourself those questions. Like, what would you, what would advice would you give to, to this person that you love and adore and want the best for? Okay. The second little habit and piece of advice is to play with your own love languages. I've definitely posted some things about this on Instagram before and I really just love, love this concept. And it's something I personally have been using for the past several months since last year, honestly, um, since maybe April, May of last year. I believe, so I have not fully read the Love Languages book that is out there. The premise is that there are these, I believe there's five love languages. There is words of affirmation, physical touch, acts of service. Um, gifts, I believe. And quality time. And these are ways that we express love 
And everyone out there has different preferences on how they prefer to receive love as well. Like what really makes you feel good? So my top two, I I really do (laughs) enjoy, I mean, all of them are, are great. Um, But the ones that I are my top two are words of affirmation and physical touch. I just, I think just from being so anxious and so insecure for so long, like having those words of affirmation to reaffirm um, that someone is interested in me or that they care about me, I I need to hear that. And I enjoy <laughs> hearing that from um, my partner. And with physical touch, I just enjoy closeness and intimacy with with others and and through physical touch and so I living alone last year um started like talking to myself and started to take my affirmation practice if you will to the next level (laughs) um and not only, you know, writing down affirmations, but actually like saying them out loud. And especially when I was having moments where I was really anxious or worried or feeling lost, using my voice to get out of those thoughts in my head and just talk myself down, like literally speak out loud to myself and and tell myself i know right now you're you're feeling like you have all these ideas but you're not quite sure <laughs> the direction you're going and everything feels really uncertain around everything in the world and that's okay i'm you know i've i'm here we we're going to figure this out we're going to figure this out and it's going to be okay and truly like it helped me so much just be able to stop the spiral of, of anxious thoughts in my head and just like learn how to self-soothe and relax and reaffirm myself that everything was going to be okay. And I think that that's something we often rely on other people to do. We, we want other people sometimes even just to read our minds and know that we're freaking out about something and we want them to, you know, tell us it's all going to be okay and that nothing's wrong. Um, And we can do that for ourselves as well. So that's one thing. And then with physical touch, um, you know, that can be as simple as putting on my favorite lotion after a shower or, you know, when, I'm a big, I love baths, um, like being in a warm tub and like using a nice body scrub. And for me as someone who, who used to be, who used to live in such shame, um, about my body and what it looked like 
reconnecting with my body in those ways, you know, even if it's just like shaving my legs, like these little things, just infusing more care and more love in these acts has been really helpful for me to rebuild the connection between myself and my body. For years, I lived just up in my head. I didn't want to connect with my body because I felt ashamed of it. And I felt like it was just too painful to be with myself. I I thought that everything about my body was ugly and bad and gross and disgusting. And I had a really hard time accepting that. And, and as a result, like, I feel like I wanted to just separate myself and, and which is ironic because obviously you can't <laughs> separate yourself from your body, but, um, you know, mentally I really just had to disconnect. I had to disassociate. I couldn't, I couldn't live in those thoughts every day because it was too much. It was way too much to just constantly be in this state of self, self-loathing. Like it's way it you cannot function if all you're thinking about is how gross you are and what other people might think of you must think of you and you know it's it's not you can't function as a human when you're in that that mindset and so these little things and and again knowing for me the whole thing is like it's something I enjoy it's something that makes me feel grounded and relaxed and so how can I do more of that in my daily life in these small ways? It's not, you know, it's not going to get a massage every week. I would love to do that. (laughs) But right now, um, it's just not feasible. Um, But like, you know, there's, there's, there's all these different ways that we can make our love languages like accessible to us. And it's empowering knowing this is something I do for me and only me. It's not meant to, you know, it, it's something that I do because it makes me feel good. And I just want you to ask yourself that, like, what do you do in your week that's just for you? That makes you feel good, not because it's an obligation, just because genuinely you like doing it and it makes you feel loved and cared for. What are those things for you? And if you aren't doing those things or if you're like, oh, I don't really know. Like, I feel like I, I, I don't know what I do just for my own like pleasure and joy. <laughs> um, think about that. Think about what you can do to add those things in. And then the last little habit ritual (laughs) that I have been experimenting with, this one is the most recent, and it's this concept of mirror work. You may have heard of it before. It's when you are looking at yourself in the mirror, really facing yourself, and 
for me, it's when I practice my affirmations. So I remember 2019, I came back from um, my solo trip that I went on and I started working with Sarah Gaines, who's been on this podcast. She was my coach. Um, I wanted to work with her because I felt like over the course of my trip, I had done a lot of journaling and a lot of allowing myself to really unpack a lot of my self-worth and self-love journey and issues that and just really revisiting a lot of those things. And this this was after I'd already been going to therapy for like a year and a half. Um, and I felt like I was at a point where I understood a lot of what had got me to the point that I had been at. <laughs> and I wanted to kind of shift from unpacking and like examining the past to learning new habits to fill my own cup up with self-love and learn how to really embody that confidence and and self-love and self-worth that I really wanted to embody. I wanted to not just like intellectually understand that I deserved to feel that way and that it was possible for me, but really truly to like step into that. And I also, you know, had these ideas in the back of my mind about this podcast and like, maybe one day I would want to be self-employed and like Sarah was doing those things. And and it was just, you know, I wanted to learn from her. I wanted to learn from her and, and give myself some extra support as I was re- recreating my life back at home. And she was one of the first people to really recommend affirmations to me and to push me out of my comfort zone to start saying them out loud. And it has been a journey since then to become comfortable enough with myself to say affirmations out loud and to actually believe them. (laughs) Um, Because at first, I won't lie, like it can be, it can bring up a lot of like, your anxiety and your feelings of, of, oh, this is silly. Why am I doing this? I, I look, I look dumb. I look stupid. This is stupid. Why am I doing it? It's our, you know, our ego is like screaming at us that we're, that we don't, we're not worthy of this. And this is just like this woo woo bullshit. (laughs) Um, but once you start doing it more and more and more, you, you start to believe it and you learn to quiet those thoughts and just really allow yourself to connect with them, those affirmations. And the next phase in that, and again, this is something I've been more recently practicing, is taking it to the next level and not just saying those affirmations out loud, but saying them in front of the mirror and, and witnessing yourself. So for example, one affirmation that I come back to all the time is I trust myself. 
I trust myself. I am a human design projector and my authority is splenic authority, which means that I am meant and (laughs) supposed to make decisions by listening to my gut and by listening to my body's reaction. Like that, that emotional reaction to something that tells me if something's right for me or not. I'm supposed to make those decisions like very um, spur of the moment, like when I feel that feeling. And because of that, this concept of self-trust is so important. And it's always been something, you know, when I learned that, when I got my human design reading and learned about that, it was something that instantly clicked with me. Like I've always felt I've always had this like inkling um, more like around the time that I was in college. Um, But I would have these like weird inkling moments, which, you know, now I know is my intuition. (laughs) Um, But I would have those moments where it was like, "Mm, that seems like something I want to do and I'm going to make happen for myself. And then it would happen. And in my career, you know, I remember like finding out about HubSpot. This is way back in the day. And there was something about that company. I was like, I'm going to work there. There's something about that. There, I'm going to do it. And I applied for the first time and got, you know, rejected because I had no experience in <laughs> in technology or marketing or anything. Um, but I made it happen. I, I, you know, went to startup school. I made different connections. And I ended up working at HubSpot for almost five years. And I just, you know, I knew it in my gut. Like when I first started reading about them and started researching the company, there's just something about that place that felt right to me. For me now, coming back to this notion of I can trust myself and I do trust myself is so important. And I, and it's one of my affirmations that I practice all the time, especially right now where I feel Like I've built up, um, you know, this podcast, I have Look Within Leadership going, and I can start to see these potential paths coming, you know, going into the future, which is so exciting. But in my head, I'm like, I don't, you know, I could, I I have dreams about where I hope this stuff goes, but like, I'm, I'm every day just like following what feels right to me. There's no way I could just follow what I feel is right if I didn't trust myself. When I am in that state of being really anxious and freaked out and analysis paralysis of, oh my God, there's all these things I could do. What's the right thing to do? What's the right way to do it? I don't take action, right? I, I stop, quite literally stop myself. I I create all of these um, what if scenarios, and it keeps me really stuck. And on the flip side, when I can really relax into this notion of self-trust and knowing, knowing that I have led myself to this point in my life. And every time something has happened to me in the past that was unexpected or totally threw me off course, or was not what I wanted or not what I expected, I have always, always, always been able to figure it out. 
and things have always worked out for me. I have always been able to pick myself back up, dust myself off, and try something new, find a new way. And knowing that and really believing that has been so helpful. And to really know I can trust myself. Like I, no matter what happens, I can trust myself that I am capable and smart and resourceful and that I'll figure it out and I will get through something that um, I may not even be able to see that might happen. You know, like there's so many things we can't predict. If anything, this year has taught us that like we none of us knew that we are going to live through a once in a generation pandemic that totally completely upended all of our lives and changed everything. Like we we couldn't have predicted that. And and I'm sure there are still more things coming, you know, that that we won't be able to predict or see. Um so having this concept of self-trust and again to tie it back to taking it to the next level and really doing this in front of a mirror and witnessing yourself. And again, it's going to bring up uncomfortable feelings. You're going to feel weird. You're going to feel silly. But if you keep pushing past that discomfort, all right, well, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode and these little stories and (laughs) you may be listening and, and think that this is, you know, really, as my dad would say, touchy feely. Um, and that's okay. If it's not for you, it's not for you. I really, I, I like genuinely though, just wanted to talk through these three things. I've had them on my mind for a little while because that's, it's what I've been practicing and it's what has been helpful for me. So I wanted to share, I hope that um, you have a wonderful Valentine's Day weekend, however you're celebrating whether it's with friends or family or your partner, whoever, I hope that you feel all of the love that surrounds you. And I hope that you also take some time to show yourself love, you know, show, show love for everyone in your life and appreciate all the love that you have in your life. But, and know as well, if if you're, if you're someone who's feeling like there could be more love in your life, you can you can give that to yourself too. It all starts with us and we can give ourselves love. We can show ourselves love. We can practice these things and we can add, build them into our lives and it may just totally change your life and change your thinking. All right, thank you again so much for all of your support. I would absolutely love if you've enjoyed this episode and and the podcast if you would go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating leave a review I love to hear your comments and hear what you think if you've applied anything you've learned um, it really means a lot to me you can always shoot me an email too at hello at it's okay to love yourself.com and Yeah, I want to just say too, I have been busy with pre-interviews this week and next week with a bunch of different guests. I have a lot of exciting interviews coming later in 2021. I've just been 
so impressed and grateful for the folks that I've been connected with recently that are just really excited about telling their self-love stories and, and really align, you know, with the message of this podcast. So I can't wait to, to introduce you all to them and to share their stories on this podcast. Um, and yeah, I hope, again, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend or whenever you're listening to this, I hope you have a great day. Take really good care and I'll talk to you soon.